WBUR Podcasts, Boston. Have you ever heard of the four cardinal directions? The four cardinal directions are the main points of a compass. So north, south, east, and any guesses? That's right, west. But did you know that each cardinal direction has its own wind? Yep. The north wind comes from the north, the south wind comes from the south, and so on. In today's story, we'll get to meet all four of these winds, and what happens next may very well blow you over. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round, where story time happens all the time. Today, our story is called The Four Winds. It's inspired by a tale from the Lakota, the largest band of the Sioux Nation in North America. Some really great people came together to bring you our adaptation of this tale, including Kimberly Guerrero, whose voice you kids may recognize from Spirit Rangers on Netflix. You grown-ups may know Kimberly from Reservation Dogs on FX, Rutherford Falls on Peacock, and The English on Amazon Prime. So circle around, everyone, for The Four Winds. Long, long ago, in a land of shimmering lakes, rolling hills, and grassy plains, there lived a fox. Hold on a minute. A fox? You're calling me a fox? Like I'm just some random, brown, bushy-tailed, triangular-eared, omnivorous mammal? I will have you know that I am the fox. Ever heard the phrase, sly as a fox? Yes. Crafty as a fox? Sure. The quick brown fox jumps over the lazy dog. Um, that one's a little more obscure, but yes. My middle school typing teacher made me learn it because it contains all 26 letters of the English language. It's what's known as a pangram. Oh, Okay, thank you, Miss Smarty Pants, but I will have you know that all of those phrases originated with me. I am the original sly, crafty, and quick fox. So you are. In fact, back when our story takes place, you were so sly, crafty, and quick that you drove all the people wild. I sure did. In the dark of night, when the people were asleep, I would come creeping into a village. I would grab whatever food I could, and I would gobble it down. Mm! By the time the people woke up in the morning, their food was gone. And I was, too. That's the truth. But you didn't just raid villages in the dark of night. You were bold enough to strike in the light of day. Oh, yeah. The people would be cooking the meat they just hunted or simmering the berries they just picked. And if they turned their back for just one second, bam, I'd steal their food and then scurry away. And they never even saw it happen. You've got that right. It's like I told you, sly, crafty, and quick. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have another village to visit. I hear the people just went fishing, and they've left all their trout hanging outside to dry. Mmm. Toodaloo! Well, 
As the seasons changed and winter loomed closer, the people began to worry. If Fox kept stealing their food like this, how would they survive the cold months ahead? In one village, a boy lived with his grandmother, a wise, silvery-haired woman who once crafted the most beautiful quilts before her fingers grew too old and stiff to handle a needle and thread. One morning, the boy told grandmother he had an idea for how to get rid of Fox. The answer came to me in a dream, grandmother. A strange and wonderful dream. Dreams can be very powerful. We just need to pay attention. Tell me about your dream. Well, I met the four winds. Grandmother's eyes grew bright. The four winds are the sons of the great wind spirit. If they came to you in a dream, you must heed their message. What did they say? They said that I must pay each of them a visit. If I do, they promised they would help us get rid of Fox. It's as simple as that. Grandmother shook her silvery head. Oh, my dear. I wish it were that simple. But the four winds live in faraway places very far. The east wind lives at the edge of the world where the sun begins its daily journey. He's the one who summons the dawn. Though the truth is, he's a legendary loafer and would much rather sleep. <laughs> really? And what about the west wind? The west wind dwells where the sun goes over the mountain when the day is through. Unlike his sleepy brother in the east, the west wind is full of energy. He's rambunctious, jolly, and loud. After all, he's the one who sends the rains and the thunder. And the south wind? What about him? The south wind resides in the place where the sun reaches its highest point in the sky, and everything is alive and growing. He's kind and generous and sends warm, pleasant breezes and good weather, unlike the north wind. Ooh, tell me about him. The north wind makes his home way up north, where the sun rarely shines and the world is usually frozen with snow and ice. The north wind can be mean and harsh, cold, in more ways than one. But if he promised you his aid, then he's a good one to have on your side. The boy paused for a moment as he took in grandmother's words. So, if the four winds live in such far-flung places... How could I possibly visit them all? I'd have to travel by foot, and it would take forever. Well, in that case... A smile dawned across Grandmother's face. It's a good thing you won't have to travel by foot. Look at this. She reached into a basket and pulled out a soft quilt patterned with colorful stars. My mother made this quilt for me years and years ago, back when she first taught me how to sew. I've been waiting for the right moment to use it. For warmth? No, for travel. This quilt can transport you anywhere you wish to go. Wrap it around your shoulders, 
think about a place, and just like that, you're there. The boy gazed at the quilt in wonder. Then he flung his arms around Grandmother and planted a kiss on her cheek. Thank you, Grandmother. This is just what I need to visit all four winds. And once I do, I promise, we will never be troubled by Fox again. If you were the boy, how would you feel about meeting the four winds? And how might the four winds help solve the people's problem? We'll hear what happens after a quick break. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today, our story is called The Four Winds. Before the break, a boy dreamt that the four winds promised to do away with a pesky fox who'd been stealing the people's food. Okay, hold your horses, a pesky fox. It's like I told you at the start of this episode. I am not just a fox. Right, right. You are the fox. Mm-hmm. And as for pesky, I much prefer sly, crafty, and quick. So noted. And as for doing away with me, I can assure you this fox isn't going anywhere except to another village to steal more food. I hear that on the other side of that lake over there, they just picked a whole mess of wild potatoes. Mmm! Ta-ta! The boy's grandmother knew it would be difficult to reach the four winds by foot, so she offered him a quilt that could take you wherever you wished to go. The boy wrapped the quilt around his shoulders and made his first wish. I wish to visit the home of the east wind. In the twinkling of an eye, he found himself at the edge of the world where the sun begins its daily journey. And there before him... Oh, hello there. Oh. ...was the east wind. He was lounging on what looked like an enormous bed of clouds. Almighty east wind, after I saw you in my dream, I had to come see you in person. Fox is still causing much trouble for the people. Can you help us catch her? Well, I promised I would help, and I never break a promise, even if sometimes I'd much rather sleep. So yes, tomorrow, I will help you catch that fox. Oh, you can count on me. As the east wind fought to keep his eyes open, the boy thanked the sleepy spirit, then wished to visit the home of the west wind. Next thing he knew, he was standing beneath a mountain, the same mountain the sun goes over when the day is through. And towering above him, Hey there! was the west wind. As he clapped a giant hand on the boy's back, there was a rumble of thunder and a drizzle of rain. Oh, powerful west wind, I'm here about Fox. She's been stealing from the people. Can you help us catch her, like you told me in my dream? Of course I can. Trust me, that fox won't be raining on your parade for much longer. 
but seriously, tomorrow I will help you catch that fox. You can count on me. The boy thanked the jolly spirit, then wished to visit the home of the South Wind. Quick as a flash, he found himself in the place where the sun reaches its highest point in the sky. And standing before him... Welcome! ...was the South Wind. All at once, the boy's nostrils filled with the scent of fruits, flowers, and other things that grow from the earth. Oh, sweet South Wind, after I saw you in my dream, I simply had to visit. Will you help my people catch fox? You bet I will. I'm never one to turn a blind eye to those in need. Tomorrow, I will help you catch that fox. You can count on me. The boy thanked the kind spirit and held the quilt around his shoulders. There was just one more stop to go. I wish to visit the home of the North Wind. In an instant, the boy found himself in a cold, dark place. So dark he could barely see his hand in front of his face. And barreling toward him... Greetings! ...was the North Wind. All at once, an icy breeze cut through the boy's quilt, and clumps of snow landed on his head. Oh, great North Wind, my people are growing desperate. We must catch Fox, or we won't survive. Will you help us, like you said you would in my dream? Will I help you? Will I help you? You should never doubt my word. Tomorrow, I will help you catch that fox. You can count on me. The boy thanked the brash spirit, then made his final wish to go back home. It was late when he arrived, and after giving his sleeping grandmother a goodnight kiss, he curled up in bed and fell fast asleep. The next morning, somewhere across the plains, Fox was setting off for another day of mischief. Her bushy brown tail wagged back and forth as she tried to decide which village to raid next. Let's see. I've heard one village just harvested a whole bunch of honey, and I do love me some honey. But another village has been drying all this corn so they can pound it into cornmeal, and that could be tasty too. As Fox mused over her next conquest, she felt herself growing tired. (sighs) Why am I feeling so zonked all of a sudden? Well, do you know why? It's because the east wind came sweeping in with his sleepy, lazy breeze. (gasps) I think I'll just close my eyes for a moment. But... Just as Fox began drifting into dreamland, she was roused from her slumber by the west wind. Thunder boomed like a cannon as heavy clouds rolled in and unleashed sheets of rain. Oh no! I'd better find cover! As Fox scampered around, the rain fell heavier and heavier. And just as she was dragging her soaking wet body under a shrub, the south wind came breezing in. The rain ceased, and the air became warm and fragrant. Fox stopped in her tracks and took a sniff. Mmm, such an intoxicating scent. I smell all sorts of fruits and flowers and... But that's all Fox could say, 
Because who should come blowing in next, unleashing his icy breath all over Fox's body, but the North Wind. Yikes! Each breath was colder than the last. Fox's brown fur was already soaking wet from the rain. Now it was frosty white from the ice. I've never been this cold in my life. Well, little did Fox know, but she was about to get even colder. Because as the north wind let out another frigid breath, Fox felt herself rising up and off the ground. Whoa! Next thing the shivering creature knew, she was way up north, in the vast treeless area we now call the Arctic Tundra. The north wind dropped Fox in a bank of snow. And hours later, when she finally dug her way out, she made an astonishing discovery. My brown fur! It's white! Indeed, Fox had been so very frozen and frightened that her fur had turned white, making her the very first Arctic fox. So wait, does this mean I'm no longer the quick brown fox who jumps over the lazy dog? Not necessarily. Come summer, when the sun gets a bit stronger and warmer, the Arctic fox's white fur turns brown again. When winter returns, it goes back to white. This changing fur helps the Arctic fox blend into the landscape, so it's easier for her to catch food. Oh, yeah! But living way up north, she'll never experience such luxury and plenty as when she resided among the people. Ah, shucks. I guess you could pretty much say that thanks to one brave boy and four powerful winds, Fox's life will never be a breeze again. Now it's your turn. You can always know which wind is blowing by making your own weather vane. First, take some scissors and construction paper and cut out an arrow and tail. The arrow should be bigger than the tail is. Now, get a straw and ask a grown-up to help you cut a notch into each end. Next, slip your arrow and tail into the notches. Alternatively, you could also use tape or glue. Now, roll some clay or Play-Doh into a ball and push a pencil into the top with the eraser facing up. Now take your straw arrow and with a grown-up's help, push a pin through the middle of the straw into the eraser. Next, take your weather vane out to a spot that isn't sheltered from the wind and check out which way the wind is blowing. This week's episode, The Four Winds, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Sophie Codner. Our original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for all of our Circle Round stories, and you can print them out and color them in while you listen. Grown-ups, visit our website, wbur.org slash circle round, and click on coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Fyodor Chin, Dave Edson, Joe Hernandez, Anthony Palmini, Erica Rose, Chris Tucci, and Kimberly Guerrero. Kimberly Guerrero has starred on such shows as Reservation Dogs on FX, Rutherford Falls on Peacock, and The English on Amazon Prime. You grown-ups may also remember her as Jerry's Native American girlfriend on Seinfeld. Kids, you can hear Kimberly's voice in Spirit Rangers on Netflix. 
And while you're at WBUR.org slash Circle Round, you can support our public radio podcast by joining the Circle Round Club. To show our thanks, we'll send you a welcome box with all sorts of Circle Round goodies, plus weekly activity emails, our monthly newsletter, and early access to Circle Round events, both live and virtual. You can also get ad-free episodes, bite-sized bedtime stories, music education videos, even a personalized birthday message from me. Visit WBUR.org slash Circle Round and click Circle Round Club. Our featured instrument this week was the hand drum. You can learn more about this cherished Native American and First Nations instrument and see a photo of Eric Shimalonis playing one on our website. Again, that's WBUR.org slash Circle Round. Grown-ups, if you enjoy Circle Round, please leave us a five-star review on your favorite podcast app. It really does help. And please tell your friends about the show and talk about us on social media. Our handle on Facebook and Instagram is at Circle Round Podcast. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us. Now that you've made it to the end of this Circle Round episode, we want to know, what's your favorite Circle Round story? Thousands of fans just like you have been telling us about the Circle Round stories they like best. Take a listen. Maybe one of their favorites is one of yours, too. My name is Camden, and I live in California, and my favorite story is The Wine Whisker. My name is Amos. I'm from New Orleans, Louisiana. My favorite Circle Round episode is Amos and the Ogre. I like the part when Amos pulls down all the trees in the forest. My name is Casper, and I'm from Taos, New Mexico. And my favorite Circle Round story is The Devil of the Job. And I like the part when the inventor outsmarts the devil. I'm Sam. I live in Millville, New Jersey, and my favorite episode of Circle Round is Fighting Like Cats and Dogs. Hi, my name is Ronan. I'm from Brooklyn, Massachusetts. My favorite Circle Round story is The Tug of War, and my favorite part is all of it. It's all so good. My name is Sarah. My favorite Circle Round story is The Boat of a Different Feather. My favorite part is when the iron cross to eat cow. Thank you for your awesome podcast. Hi, my name is Nathan, and I live in Lake Hatsu City, and my favorite Circle Round story is The Pot of Gold. My favorite part is when Rufus says, What the devil's food cake? Thank you for your awesome podcast, Beckroth here. Did someone mention a story you've missed? Not to worry. Grown-ups, you can find all of our Circle Round stories, plus links to the Circle Round Club, picture books, coloring pages, and oh so much more on our website, wbur.org slash circle round.